sleep with him definitely. What? She is always doing stuff like this, showing off. You heard me. Do it. Whoever he is, sleep with him. She starts clicking her lighter and laughs her wild, cackly laugh. Oh, never mind. You never take my advice anyway. Listen, darling, here's why I called. You won't believe this, but I'm biting the bullet and getting married again. What? I say. I'm getting married, she shouts. Married me. Can you believe it? Actually, yes, I can. She gets married all the damn time. But you see, this is exactly what I do not want to get into with her. I put my head down. Dan Briggs is so nice and normal, and I'm practically certain he doesn't know how screwed up lives can get. Do I really have to let him in on everything weird and dodgy about me all at once? It's bad enough that I've already had to explain about Lenny, who left me to go to Santa Fe a year ago, saying he was off to earn money for a few months but then never returned, and also about our two high-strung daughters who are barely coping with being left behind. Dan had been more than understanding of all this technically married and have kids stuff while I was explaining it to him, but you know how it is. He had that kind of overly sympathetic textbook way that some people have, Probably there was a chapter in his naturopathy school about the psychological ramifications of divorce on people's immune systems or something. But God, now to have to explain about my crazy mother and her fortune-telling and her life of serial marriages, it's too much. I frown, turn my body slightly away from him, and cup my hand around the receiver as if that would be enough barrier to keep her words from leaping out of the telephone and landing on him. I'm almost sure he's heard her ordering me to sleep with him. Still, he politely takes the hint and gets up, unfolds himself, and heads to the bathroom. He touches my shoulder lightly as he passes. My nerve endings go zzzz, and I turn and smile at him. I mouth, mother, to him, and he pantomimes back. What are you going to do? God, he has no idea. Lucille is still jabbering away, and just from the way she's gone all southern, I can tell she's in a crowd of people, and that she's sure all of them are thinking she's just the most outrageous special person they've ever met. She's got the Scarlett O'Hara thing going so hard that I'm afraid that honey will start dripping into the phone and clogging up the wires. So, darling, he's a retired investment banker, she says. Only at first, she's exaggerating her vowels so much that I think she said he's a retard investment banker. And his name is Harold Morgenthaler. And, darling, he's just the most handsome man I've ever met in my whole life. And just the sweetest thing you ever saw. Besides all that, he's rich and he's got piles and piles of luscious white hair. Oh, yes, you are, too, you big old monkey man. You are. You're the richest thing since Donald Trump, darling, and you know it. I swear, Maz, this has been the best two weeks of my life. She's making smooching noises, and I can hear people around her laughing. Two weeks, I say, unable to help myself. You've known him two weeks? Now, there you go. Okay, folks, here she goes, she says loudly. I knew Maz would be the one who would need to point out that people aren't supposed to get married until they've known each other so long they're already bored. Then the wheedling voice starts, and I squeeze my eyes tight, but I can still see her. Dyed black wig piled up in ringlets, and her huge blue eyes, which she claims are violet, outlined in black, twinkling with imagined mischief and showmanship, 
It's Lucille's eyes that make you think it really is possible she's seeing into the future or the human heart or wherever she gets all those messages from. Intense, smoky. Possibly they really are violet like Liz Taylor's, like she always said. She also said after her fifth marriage ended, God, Maz, don't let me end up like Liz marrying men all the goddamn time. When I get up to Liz, won't somebody just shoot me, please? She's probably forgotten that. She's saying in her matter-of-fact, don't argue with Madame Lucille voice, Honey, now you just go wake up those young'uns of yours and get in the car and come on down here and be with us. I can't be having you up there in that cold old Connecticut when I'm down here having the time of my life. We raised all the hell we can raise for one day, and now we're all just sitting around the pool trying to decide what kind of wedding we want to have and whether or not we should wait any longer than this weekend to do it. She breaks out in a peal of laughter. One man here says, we're so goddamn old we shouldn't even buy green bananas anymore, so why the hell should we wait to get married? Maybe so you know for sure he's not an axe murderer, I say, grateful that Dan isn't there. An axe murderer, she explodes with laughter. Now just who do you think you're talking to? Darling, I think I can tell a little bit more than that about people. I don't know. You've messed up at least five times before. I don't want to mention that she stuck it out with my own father for only the approximately 20 minutes it took for him to get her pregnant, and then he was gone for good. She laughs in a mean way, and I hear her clicking her cigarette lighter. Oh, you! You know as well as I do those were practice runs. So like your marriage to Lenny, sweetie. Harold's been married a few times himself, so he knows the value of a little, uh, practice. Dan's still not back, so I say in a low voice, What happened to his other wives? Have you checked? Good God in heaven, she says. What's with you tonight? You know me better than that. I wouldn't do anything without the spirit guides. They've checked him out spiritually and psychically and emotionally, and they say he and I have just been waiting to meet each other in this plane. We've actually known each other in every previous lifetime since we were in Atlantis, and they think we were medieval scribes in love with each other during the Middle Ages. Medieval scribes didn't fall in love. There wasn't the concept of romantic love until... And then... During, I don't know, in the 18th century or so, I was a lady of the court. We already knew that, of course. That's old news. And he was a duke who married me over the objections of his family. That's how Irv put it. But Marvin thinks there's more to be said. Oh, please. She knows I can't stand it when she starts going on about the spirit guides, Irv and Marvin, whom she has always talked about as though they were my know-it-all uncles. They hover around her and tell her everything she needs to know. All my life, they've been tattling on me to Lucille. Well, you asked me, she says. But listen, i got to tell you the best part, even though you'll laugh. Marv says that in our last life, Harold's exes were our cats. There's a roar of laughter from the crowd, and she's away from the phone for a minute, meowing and making cat fight noises. So where are you, I say when she comes back. I told you, didn't I? I'm in a hotel in Palm Beach by the pool. 
We've run out the young folks. They can't keep up with us. So it's just me and Harold and all these people I've met here. I did some psychic readings last night, honey, and I got a whole bunch of people, all retired salt-of-the-earth types who want to be friends. This is just the friendliest little community you ever saw. If you had good sense, you'd pack up those two little gals and move on down here. I showed your picture to the waiter, and he said you were about the prettiest gal he'd seen. You could start over and get you some rich, good-looking man to take care of you. Hell, the waiter himself could do it with the money we've been showering on him all night long. Dan comes back, bringing with him the bottle of wine from the kitchen. He points to my empty glass and lifts his eyebrows, and I nod. So he pours some for both of us and sits down again on the floor. He pushes his hair back one more time and grins at me, and I look down at his socks and feel that little whiff of sex from him again. But how to explain this? The air feels changed, damaged by Lucille. Can I call you back some other time? I say to her. Hell no, I'm by the pool. Didn't you hear me say that? Can't you just take a minute off from your very important life to listen to me? Besides that, the guides have some messages they told me to give you. No messages tonight, God, please, no messages tonight. I'll call you tomorrow, I say. Promise. Wait. Message. Message. She starts clicking her damn Bic lighter, and then she goes into her trance voice, like a robot on crack. I squeeze my eyes closed. I cannot tell you how much I hate this. Okay, here it is. Wait for it. Wait. There's a long silence, and she says heavily, Lanny is not coming back to you, sweetheart. What? What? Oh, okay, I'll tell her.